0: Welcome to Machine Learning. It's been a couple of days, but uh, I want to talk about SpaceX. Okay, SpaceX, and we saw SN20. It was able to take off, and then it re-enters using um, fins. It was able to re-enter the atmosphere, and then using... Um, pivoting jets on the bottom was able to bring the uh, the rocket upright and then land now it's been quite a few failed attempts into doing that but this this one we saw footage of showed that it could uh, successfully land so then the question begins okay can you make it into deeper space using uh, SpaceX technology. And one of the things that is a barrier is that it uses so much fuel just to, to escape the Earth's atmosphere that deeper space exploration using uh, methane combustion would be limited. So the alternative would be to uh, have a secondary rocket that could be attached to the SpaceX in space. So you have a way to get the methane fuel into space and then you have a rocket that can attach to the SpaceX for uh, further deeper space exploration. Okay, so then um, once you have that if you were to follow Musk's theory of of space colonization then they would be able to take colonies to Mars and then having have uh, robots build the habitable space using some form of fast drying cement and then the uh, autonomous construction of the dwelling spaces then you could have colonies and he was proposing that you have like a, a million person colony on Mars. And then from there, be able to extract out the fuel required for additional refueling for uh, further further journeys into space. So kind of like the AI dream that Isomoff has as kind of the villain robot was... The desire for it to uh, go into space. We see that the uh, SpaceX's desire is to go to space and uh, and attempt to uh, to uh, colonize other worlds. Like perhaps, maybe they could colonize the moons of of Jupiter, or like Europa. But each one of those ideas, whether it's a, a planet or a moon around Jupiter or a, a moon around Saturn, you have different atmospheric conditions. Some are very close to Earth, but the gravity is different. Um, and you also have temperature differences. And even on Mars, it's the temperature is very cold. So... In the attempt to use AI, you can grow grow products, vegetables in space and AI can monitor that with the water and light and increase the yield on the plants. And so there'd be food in space that you could eat. However, um, those conditions would have to be kept uh, long-term. And sustained food for several years or perhaps decades on uh, these other other planets and so you can see that there could be some challenges because uh, as far as i have understood is that the biosphere which would be the artificial uh, biological environments which these plants grow cannot be sustained long term and so that that becomes a question whether that long-term plant production could be possible. And so that's things that I was reading when I went to NASA and was looking at that, that they were proposing that those long-term um, long-term uh, possibilities were possible. Now, one of the other things that I saw and thought about would be... Um, Perhaps where the market for SpaceX would be is to create lower cost capabilities to launch satellites into space. So you could have a a fairly large payload that you could carry into space at a cheaper cost than uh, existing technology so, there might be customers lined up there to take and put their communication satellites or military satellites into space. Now, next thing would be is to the consumer desire to go to space. We just saw William Shatner. Um, he went to space at, I think he was 90. So, the first man in, to go to space at 90. And he wanted to... Make sure, ensure that uh, that you know the captain of the Enterprise made it to space. So he, he spent, I think, it was a million dollars to go to space. And it, that's phenomenal because I think it was less than a decade ago that to go to space would cost you twenty million dollars. So the fact that he was able to go for a million would mean that in a decade they've reduced the cost going to space 20-fold. So now what happens when you can reduce that down 2,000-fold or uh, the price of an airline ticket to go to space? How many people would want to go up into a low orbit, see the the world below, uh, maybe even travel transcontinental and and then land in London? So you, you would go up uh, into space for maybe 20-30 minutes and then you would descend down and land in London. So those are, those are interesting ideas of a space shuttle capable of transporting large numbers of people across continents. Uh, it was almost like the Concorde where you could fly at uh, supersonic speeds across continents and but that market didn't seem to uh, be sustainable and so because it wasn't a sustainable market that, um, that it couldn't it couldn't stay in business so then the question is is what is what is paying for the SpaceX funding to to make the journey to Mars and it has to be uh, government has a goal to to reach uh, Mars and to colonize now why why would they want to colonize Mars Uh, not not certain on that because you would you couldn't keep stay on Mars perpetually and here's one of the big reasons why you can't stay on Mars perpetually there's not enough gravity it's only one sixth the gravity of earth and the reduced gravity has the effect of creating osteoporosis so one of the things they talk about when you go to nasa is that uh, the astronauts were found that they had bone deterioration that was occurring or osteoporosis and that was due to the fact that they uh, they didn't uh, they didn't have enough gravity, and so our bodies are adapted for a certain amount of gravity gravitational pull that will maintain our our bone density and these things are really important for our health and the, the our health is is driven by gravity amount of electromagnetic radiation we receive called the sun uh, it affects our moods it affects our perceptions and we, we also need uh, a certain type of atmosphere with a mixture of, of a certain percentage of different types of gases, oxygen hydrogen, hydrogen being the smallest amount, nitrogen probably being the largest, and and even some methane in the atmosphere that our bodies then function on. So the fact that we can live to be 80 to 90 years of age on planet Earth is really a tribute to the power of the Creator to create a perfect sphere uh, for survival of humanity. So, you know, you take man and put him on Mars and uh, attempt to create an artificial environment similar to Earth if it's not uh, within the parameters for survival then uh, life expectancy on Mars would be less than on Earth and so that would be the trade-off and then you could argue, argue that maybe you don't spend, stay uh, 10 years on Mars or even 3 years or so you spend a year to get there, 7 months to get there using an ionic drive, supposing that they can uh, incorporate an ionic drive and then methane rockets to slow you down. But uh, you have a, an ionic drive that can get you there in seven months, you stay there maybe for a year and then you return home, but maybe in that time period you've experienced uh, 50% bone loss. Okay, So then you spend several years uh, trying to recover from, from the bone loss until your body adapts back to earth so these are things that uh, make me wonder how they're going to solve those particular problems and then having a million people moved there means that you would have to have uh, larger mass trans, trans, uh, transportation and it's going to be have to be more common so you let's say that you have it's a million dollars to get to Mars and then maybe another million dollars to stay in the Mars at environment for a year maybe it's a million dollars a year to stay there also and a million dollars to get back so three million (laughs) dollars and then you could go to Mars for a year that seems to me like the more plausible feature than uh, long-term colonization on Mars, so I kind of like uh, the. I think it's more of a fantastic story. Just like evolution is a fantastic story, um, the journey to Mars sounds like a fantastic story. But yet, you know, they're they're creating these incredible technology breakthroughs, like a a uh, rocket that can land, and then they they were saying, well, instead of landing it, because they have some difficulty as it approaches the surface of the earth and the variability of the rocket's thrust, that they, they're gonna have a, a Godzilla grip that will reach out and, uh, and grab the uh, rocket in mid, mid-flight and pull it in. So that would be interesting to see if that works um, as it slowly descends down these large grippers grabbing onto the rocket and pulling it in. And then they have a kind of a shelf-like thing that it will capture the rocket and prevent it from uh, uh, damage. All right, those are my thoughts on SpaceX. And hopefully you enjoyed them.